Women making waves. I don't know about you, but I find when the nights are drawing in and the days are very short, I loathe going out for my morning or evening walk, Susie. In fact, I would go so far as to say I've actually stopped completely. What do you mean you've stopped? You've stopped going out? Yeah, I've stopped going out. It's too cold. It's too wet. It's too damp and it's too dark. I'm a little bit gobsmacked, actually, that you don't want to go outside. Mm. No, I don't. I just, I'd quite happily. I don't know what to say, except you, you, well, you need to get you outside, know, Linda. You know. It can be a week goes past. If I don't have to go up to the office, I go shopping on a Friday night. <laughs> and then I go shopping on a Friday night. <laughs> that is hilarious that you go on a Friday night. When you go shopping, does that mean, say, you do online shopping? No, don't be daft. Oh. I, go to, I do it the old-fashioned way. Oh. I, I pick up the bag of sugar. I feel that it is the correct weight <laughs> and not leaking. I look at it. I check sell-by dates. I investigate what I'm buying, put it in my trolley, and then I pay for it. I don't even scan as I go. None of that new stuff. I go to the checkout. I make sure I get a person behind the checkout. <laughs> who, you know, really usually annoys me because I can't keep up with them and pack my bags in time. But anyway, (laughs) and then I pay for it. Anyway, the point is, the point that was making is I am becoming quite unfit because I'm I'm just staying in the house the whole time. But even if you're becoming unfit, which I have to say, we need to talk about this in a minute. But I'd like to know if you are staying in, are you Mm -hmm. reading anything? Or oh, listening I read to all, anything. I read all day, yes. Yes, yes okay. Yes. So, the, so books are sort of. I read books. Hmm, so yeah, when I go to with bed at night. Good. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so well, you... that just makes it worse because you're still not moving. No, but I'm just slightly worried that you've cut yourself off from the world, but you haven't really because you are doing lots of things from home. Let's from be home. So, mm-hmm. that, that's mm-hmm. been something that we've all done because of COVID. Mm-hmm. We've stuck to a few more things doing from home. Just stuck to that whole lifestyle, <laughs> the whole COVID lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> of not buying clothes or shoes and just, you know, doing with what I have. Okay, so we need to tackle this, Linda. Mm-hmm. This is this is a, a slightly worrying me as your friend mm-hmm. that you are at home most of the time. Yeah, yeah. My next door neighbour knocked on the door yesterday. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I thought, who the heck's that yeah. knocking on the door? And how dare that person knock on my door? I mean, well, I, I don't really want to. I had to walk to the door, quite <laughs> honestly. So uh, anyway, I answered the door. I answered the door and it was my next door neighbour. And she said, I'm really, really sorry to ask, can I cut down your grapevine that's coming over into our side? And I went, oh yeah, of course. I've got, in fact, look, I'll come and do it because I felt really guilty and it is my grapevine that's, you know, it's <laughs> it's careering all over the place, quite frankly, out of control. And she said, no, 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 we'll, we'll cut it down. I just wanted permission. And then she said, and, and just in case, <laughs> she said as an afterthought, just in case you, you hear any screaming, <laughs> I'm due to have a baby in two weeks. I didn't even know she was pregnant. Oh, you have been cutting yourself from the big world world. Yeah, I have. You, yeah, so so obviously, how did you feel after that? I bet you felt that you should be cutting the grapevine yourself. Well, you? I did. Oh, well done. I did, you. but she wouldn't have it. Oh, so okay. I had a <laughs> okay. I had an eight month pregnant woman cutting down my <laughs> grapevine for me. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't as bad as as I'm maybe making it sound. There'd be a few a few trailing <laughs> things going across the other side, but I would quite happily That's have gone out and done it. I did feel rather bad, yeah. Okay, all right, but that does strike me as if to say you need to put your foot out 
the door a bit more. Even than just into the garden uh, to cut the grapevine, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, and let's go back to the fitness mm-hmm. here, Linda. Are you, are you worrying that you're not doing as much, uh, as many steps? I'm not doing any steps. Do you have a step count? Do you have a... No. Well, I used to, but it, it broke. Oh. Probably from lack of use, but it broke. <laughs> So yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't have that. Okay, so we do need to get you sorted, don't we? Well, this is a perfect time then to talk about our two guests, isn't it? Because they really are trying to connect you with the outside world, uh, Linda. I they think are. That's what we're trying they to are. do. They'll have a struggle, but yes, they will be trying. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Cindy Ford, Cambridge-based author. Yeah, Cindy Ford. She's great. You know, she's the founder of Planetary, and it's very much based on environmental work. And she's just produced a book called Bright New World. And I tell you what, it is worth having a look on her website at Bright New World if you want to go to the Planetary website because it's a blaze of colour. It's just amazing. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, we're very excited about talking to her. And the other two guests today, they're two friends and they have started an interesting little collaboration. It's a studio called Fresh. And it provides Ely with a space for fitness and mental health well-being as well. And we'll be finding all about that later on today as well. I wonder if they'd move it to my village. Yes, yes. Maybe that's a good idea because you could take your first steps out yeah, of the door. Yeah, maybe if they moved you? it next door, perhaps. Yeah, then you wouldn't have to walk very far, <laughs> but then your step count would go zero. But yes, I think that would be quite good if we could have something for you next door. <laughs> You're listening to Women Making Waves radio show and podcast, brought to you by Susie Thorpe and Linda Ness. This show is all about women doing extraordinary things. Our guests today are Sarah Ford and Alice Loom. Now, they're founders of their company called Fresh, and they're from Ely in Cambridgeshire. Sarah and Alice are first and foremost pals and fitness professionals, having over 25 years of teaching experience in the dance and fitness industry. These two women have a thirst to teach health and well-being for everyone that walks into their studio. We're hoping today to get a real insight on how to run a business in these challenging times. And we'd also just like to get to know Sarah and Alice too. So lovely to have you with us here for Women Making Waves, both of you. Thank you for having us. us. (laughs) Yeah, welcome. People say never start business with friends. (laughs) Have you found found that it's it's been great? And do you have your differences occasionally, but you, you work through them? Do you know what? Well, I, I think, I mean, Alice might have a completely different view of this. We'll <laughs> you, go first. you go first, Maybe Sarah, and we'll find out. Um, <laughs> I actually find that the, one of the things that linked us so well, we had really similar like ideals and morals about what we wanted, but actually we're very different people. So Alice is like the really sensible one of the two of us. She's kind of like keeps us grounded. And if I'm being a bit of a lunatic about something and, or trying to go off on a tangent about something that we, you know, we need to like stay on a path... Alice will sort of like bring it back down, work out how we can actually make it work financially or how we can logically do an idea that maybe I've got and that sort of thing. So I think because we we are quite different, we sort of balance each other out as well. Um, and I think there's definitely been, there's there's been things that we've maybe not, not necessarily, not even really disagreed on, but had maybe different ideas. But because from the word go, we've had such an open com- like communication 
it's just worked really, really well. And I think we've talked about this before, actually, because it's, it's so strange. You know, when you, if you make friends when you're adults, it's a weird, really weird situation anyway. So I remember when me and Alice first started to get friends, I'd come home to my partner and be like, Alice, was she's, she was silly in front of me today. I think she's trying to crack. She was, she was so professional when she was working for me and I'm not a particularly professional person. And every now and again, she'd sort of like let out another little relax, like, you know, relaxed way in front of me. And I was like, oh, I think she's, I think we're getting friends. I'm really excited about um, so it's a weird thing because then you sort of like you know you've got to maybe hang out outside of work or something and then that's like you're asking for a date with that person and you know it all kind of goes a bit funny like that but I think because it's, it's strange that we've met as adults and we've had such a good connection as friends and then also we've launched this business together and it's worked so well but I think part of the reason it's worked well is because we don't have years and years of like mm. pent up issues or like little things that bothered us when we were 16 or anything like that you know we've been able to just start this completely clean step slate as adults who you know you communicate better when you're an adult anyway so we've come to this relationship in a really grown-up way and I think that's been really really beneficial for mm. us and for the business yeah yeah uh, are you are you happy with that Alice then yeah that's, that's, that, that is actually pretty Assessment. <laughs> Yeah, I quite like the way that she's fangirling me at one point as well. That's good. Yeah, that, that, was, that was impressive. Yeah. yeah, no, but I think, yeah, I think I totally agree with Sarah. I think because we started our sort of communication as a working relationship first, mm. it really kind of set those, you know, boundaries, respect, all that kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, I think when you're like Sarah said, when you're friends for years, it's, you know, there's a bit of, you're almost family-like, aren't you? And there's a few mm. grey areas, but it's with Sarah, it's always been really clear and, it's lovely to have like a working friendship and just a friendship as well. And I think that's got us mm. through significantly tough times. Having that friendship foundation as well is really, really important. Mm. The Fresh, I am right in saying that you actually found this this company Fresh in 2020. Is that right? The end of 2020. On, in March 2020. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> I've got here the launch of the Fresh Studios at the end of 2020. So we, well, we opened the actual studio then when we, there was a, a tiny little break between lockdowns, but we launched it in March when we went into lockdown. Wow. So that's, that is the yeah. worst time. Yeah. yeah. We timed it beautifully. <laughs> we did. So just waiting to press that button. <laughs> so presumably before lockdown, or did you say after lockdown? It was, it was so, so we essentially what happened was we we found this building that we wanted and we'd applied for some funding and we were waiting the, for the funding to come through and that was sort of December time we'd applied and then you know this this COVID thing was starting to peer around the corner at us but we didn't really know what was going to happen and then when we went into lockdown both of us were working obviously we were running uh, teaching dance but we were also both working in gyms um, Alice a lot more than me actually and so Essentially, we realised that from the Monday, we weren't going to have jobs where a lot of our work was suddenly going to go out because we were self-employed, we weren't going to be furloughed and we were about to be in this kind of sticky situation. And so we just sort of thought, well, let's just launch fresh now, even though we didn't have the building, we weren't sure if it was going to go through. We just thought, well, let's do it as an online thing. We don't have anything else to do. (laughs) So we spent the weekend before lockdown, the last few days of being able to be around people. Um, We set up the website, we set up all the Zoom classes, we got a timetable together, just all essentially in two days and just launched it on the Monday. So as soon as we went into lockdown, people had something to keep them fit and healthy while they're at home. 
Well, that, that's wow. really interesting because Joe Wicks obviously started something in lockdown, didn't he? And, and he yeah, was he's got a bit bigger than ours. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I, it's all relative, isn't it? But what's very interesting is I think Wicks did start something fairly soon, but you obviously were there. Your forward thinking got you to where you are now. But I mean, was that something that you'd seen before online? So it really propelled you, didn't it? Doing the online way before you were going to do it. Yeah, I guess it's something that we hadn't really thought about before. I think the whole COVID mm. thing kind of forced us to really just do it and kind of ask questions later. I think that's what kind of worked so well as well, that we didn't have the time to overthink it or talk ourselves out of it. It was just kind of do or die at that point. So we just went for it. And, you know, we converted our spare rooms into makeshift studios and, yeah, just had to work around mics and cameras and zoom and sharing the music and we spent hours yeah. trying to sorting that all out and yeah it was long nights <laughs> can imagine but, yeah but actually you know we sustained it for such a long time right up until we opened in november we still had you know loads of people tuning in online and even after we launched mm. the studio we still run online classes now from our studio when we're running an in-house class and those same people are still there and it, it was really, really lovely because we managed to have clients not just from Ely we had people tuning in from Cambridge from Spain we even had people from mm -hmm. New Zealand that I taught before coming over tuning in mm -hmm. for it so it was really like a global thing not quite as big as Joe Wicks but I mean it, it was it <laughs> was still, really close yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we so. spoke to someone else actually another of our women making waves who did exactly the same thing she had an established premises and she had to go online at you know quite short notice just just like you did and she said the funny thing was that people who'd left the area but really enjoyed doing her classes um mm. had actually joined again so it, it yeah. expanded it out into it like you say global really rather than just kind of people living in the local area which which is kind of interesting really as a yeah. concept so you you've it's, kept yeah. that going as well have you so yeah i mean that's one of the things as well we would have i don't think we would have thought about doing an online streaming class for maybe years if the covid hasn't hadn't happened and we our funding had just come through and we'd opened our bricks and mortar studio we would have just run in-house class we had no plans at that time to do anything online or on demand or anything so it kind of opened up this new branch of the business that we wouldn't have necessarily done before and it does mean again what one of the things that we really wanted to achieve through fresh was making fitness and wellness accessible to everyone in whatever way they want to and my mum was joining the classes online and she would never normally go to a class because she'd feel embarrassed or she yeah, wouldn't feel fit enough yeah, or, yeah. and like that but yeah. she felt she could definitely do it while she was in her room and mm. it, that was really nice and it, and things like that I remember she always used to join my Friday lunchtime class and then everyone would sign off and then we'd start, sit and have a little chat and you know we were really disconnected at that point because we were in lockdown and we weren't being able to see each other and those sort of little moments were really really nice as well and there was people in the classes as well that started to get to know each other through zoom and so <laughs> all of these kind of good things actually came out of what was a really devastating situation yeah um yeah. but yeah it kind of it did work in a, in a lot of ways it did really work well so on that note then running a company is it's got to be hard work at the beginning and I'm sure it's hard work right through when you're actually starting to run a business how challenging was it well we know how challenging it was because you started in lockdown but generally running a business did you find that that sometimes you wanted to give up or did it make you more determined um I don't think there's any ever been a point where we've wanted to give up I think there's definitely been times where we've had enough and just want a holiday and just have a break from it and obviously when you're first setting up a business you just can't 
you know, can't afford to do that. But I think what made us kind of stick through it was the fact that we we knew that we were really actively helping people in the area. And, you know, there were months where, well, months and months where we never got paid or, you know, we were pretty much doing it completely off our own backs. But just the client base that we've got here is really special. And I think that it sounds, you know, it sounds a bit corny, but those are the sort of people that we think about when things are a bit tricky. And it's a it's a role that's always evolving. And I think that's what kind of keeps us on our toes a little bit and makes it exciting mm. and makes us want to progress because, you know, we, we finally figure something out and we're like, yes, we are nailing this boss life. And then <laughs> something else blows up and we're like, oh God, okay, we're back to square one again. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think we, I think, us as women have grown so much over these three years. I think I myself particularly, I felt like I was a little bit, I still am a little bit, but a little bit wimpy with, you know, decision making <laughs> and dealing with confrontation and all those sort of things that I like to sort of run away with. But I think obviously being the director, you there's no one else you can really sort of palm that off to. You've got to do it. So I think it's been really good for me personally to grow within the role. And yeah, I, I love it. And I'm sure that Sarah probably feels the same. <laughs> mm. I, th- I think the other thing about the hard times, I think there's two two points to it that I think has been really big for me. One is that from the word go again, because we were in lockdown, we were really open, particularly on social media, about how we were feeling. So we had blogs and we were doing kind of posts about stuff and we were just really open and honest with everyone that was following us about issues we were maybe having with our mental health or how tough we were finding lockdown or how much we missed our friends. And it actually really bonded, again, this community that we have. And people really appreciated that we were vulnerable and open about those sorts of things. So we were able to just be open about that through our business. And that set the tone going forward. It means that other people, when they come in to see us, they feel like they can be like that as well. And if they're having an off day, they don't have to be perfect. They can just come and chat to someone at the studio if they need to. And I think that's kind of, they carried us through that in in a lot of ways. And the other side to it is that having another person that you're running the business with whenever me and me or Alice have had a wobble we've been able to I mean our office honestly has been home to so many breakdowns <laughs> I can't even begin to explain yeah. um just you know and sometimes it's, it's lasted a week or two weeks where one of us has just been really really low and really struggling with it and you know not for any, any reason that we could sort out within the business necessarily but it's just been tough or we've just been really burnt out and we Mm. you know miss our social life or whatever it is but having that other person there that can just lift you back up again and maybe be silly in the office or you know anything like that it just it's been so incredible to have that support all the time and have somebody else on your team that's going to just sort of like take the take a bit more of the weight for a while yeah. yeah no you're you're right it, it is I think having two of you imagine doing it on your own you know that would be very very tough I would think I don't but, think we'd still mm. be here no I don't think we would <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back I'll be back doing um, children's birthday parties yeah. <laughs> dressed as a clown yeah <laughs> it would be easy to think that you're doing a bit of dance and a bit of fitness but I'm looking at the, the list of things that you do you've got a vegan cafe going on you've got a dojo the fitness studio you've got all kinds of things going on from meditation and kickboxing and pilates and chair-based exercise yoga bar the, i mean there's loads and loads of stuff going on have you got other people who are coming in to do some of these classes alongside you uh yeah we we do have quite a lot of teachers i've actually um really minimized my teaching now alice is still teaching quite a lot but i've sort of tried to go a bit more on the marketing side of things more recently but we've got a team of i don't know 
15 I think teachers is that right Alice? Oh, yeah around about that yeah about yeah 15 yeah and then we've got we've also got a, like, a great team of staff as well so we've got an amazing studio manager Fiona and um, we've got two admin members as well that are just incredible and then we've got a couple of front of house and fitness instructors that kind of work for us on a mainly basis and they're just fantastic they all do so much and they really believe in like the fresh values and they just get so stuck in you know they really are ambassadors and it's that's massively helpful and every time we kind of employ the next person who we know is a sort of dream member of the team it just alleviates a little bit more for us and just takes a little bit of stress off and means that we can go okay, things are going to be all right because we don't need to necessarily be like kind of watching over the shoulders or anything. We, mm. we know that mm. we completely trust them to kind of take it on. And that's been huge for us to be able to kind of take a, not take a step back necessarily, but take a step back of the sort of day-to-day running of the studio, um, which was much needed at points. <laughs> yeah. I, I will come back to that, but I'm interested in the social media part and the managing that because I think that's quite an important part of any business now, I think, very much so. But what I wanted to come back, just touching on you taking a step back, do you have mentors? If you do, how important is it to get some advice from the outside coming back in again? Is that something that you've tried to do as well? When we first originally started, we obviously spoke to friends and family and both our dads were kind of involved in business, obviously. Well, particularly my dad. <laughs> he had lots of opinions. <laughs> so we we <laughs> we um <laughs> we had to listen to that. So yeah, he gave us lots of advice. And we were very fortunate when we actually won um a local SME award. It's hosted by GrowthWorks and we've now got um a really, really lovely guy, Stephen, who's kind of coaching us in the background of how we can ex- expand the business kind of going forward in the next sort of three or four years. Uh, and that's been really, really helpful because I think there's only so much when you're in it twenty four seven, I think you do slightly get a little bit pigeonholed because you're kind of focusing on the smaller things. Um and just having that kind of third person to come in and say, Well, have you thought about potentially doing this or offering this. It's just having that refreshment of a different opinion that's not so sort of heavily bogged down with their sort of day-to-day stuff. And he suggested some really exciting things and ways that we can potentially get grants and funding for that as well. Because that's another thing that I think unless you're in that sector, you don't necessarily know what is available for businesses and particularly new businesses about how we can expand quicker with a little bit of assistance as well, which is, was really helpful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've also, we, yeah. my sister also, she runs her own business as well. Um, she's a chartered management accountant. She's been my like financial director for different companies. And she's been so kind to us through the last couple of years to just kind of help us and look over our books every now and again if we need mm. it. And there's been a couple of times where we've been in quite a scary situation financially just because it's got a bit quiet or new rates have gone up or different things like that and she's been able to just look really objectively and and uh, the social media that that's, that Susie was was keen to come back to I'm, I'm also keen to come back on that it's quite hard isn't it unless you're really good at that kind of thing or or are you a natural at it perhaps um but um it is quite hard to know what to say on social media and not the right things to attract the right people uh, have you taught yourselves that how's that gone because it sounds like your business has really taken off and been really successful um, i'll let sarah do this because she's the insta whiz <laughs> <laughs> because both of us had run our own businesses beforehand small, like smaller businesses and as sole traders that sort of thing we'd we'd already both had to kind of get our heads around to a smaller degree and then so when we first started our business our social media strategy was essentially just us going on a friday would go 
okay, so what what do you want to post on Monday? Oh, I'll post this. Okay, I'll post this on Tuesday. And it just it just became us like jotting it down a piece of paper. And we used to post every day, which now is a bit nuts because that's that's so much work. But again, we had a lot less on in lockdown. So yeah, we were just posting what we thought was interesting at the time and again people were a bit stuck at home we didn't really that was the only way that really people were connecting and we did build a really good foundation through social media and because we were engaging a lot with our clients on there it worked really really well and then over time I've just done a couple of different sort of like courses or read an ebook about something or I find it interesting for business I don't I think that social media has a lot of like negative issues um, around stuff personally, but I think with business, it can be a really, really positive platform to use, particularly yeah. Instagram. What we've always tried to do is spread positivity, not in like, uh, you know, kind of toxic positivity way, just in a, let's just not take ourselves too seriously. That's our sort of main <laughs> vibe, I'd say, <laughs> just kind of yeah. taking the mick out of ourselves. And we've just tried to keep that regardless of how big we get, we want to keep that because I think people just need a little bit of joy to their lives and uh, laugh every now and again so one of the main things that does the best and that we're known for the most on social media now is that Alice and I just basically do silly videos and we just <laughs> lip sync to a song or we'll do we actually filmed one today we filmed one for our Christmas event that's coming up and it's just us being ridiculous basically but we wearing love Santa's it hats. Makes, yeah wearing Santa's <laughs> hats. It, it gives us a right laugh for half an hour so it kind of takes us away from any stress that we've got and then you put it up and you just get such great response from people saying about how it just really brightened their day and they just really enjoy it and that's that's sort of like the main thing for us just keeping it honest and I think yeah. as well like I think with with fitness as well, it's a really hard line between we never wanted to be a company that kind of said, you know, are you beach body ready? You know, it's just we don't really we don't really like that vibe ourselves anyway. So we just really wanted to promote sort of a positive message. And, you know, as Sarah said about, you know, talking about mental health, making that a free conversation mm. that should be talked more about doing fitness obviously is really important but also you know taking self-care and being kind to yourself is equally important as well so yeah we really try to kind of keep that balance with our social media and create some laughs along the way for people <laughs> yeah no that's great how did you come up with the name fresh oh we brainstormed when we first did our sort of brand concept we both did like a sort of brainstorm on a piece of paper away from each other writing adjectives and feelings of how we wanted people to feel when they entered the building and how we wanted the building to look and you know smell all, all that sort of thing like the experience of the company that we were building and then we mm. came back together and we circled really weirdly actually we wrote pretty much the same thing for everything which was great <laughs> <laughs> and fresh was one of the words that came up on both our pieces of paper and we both sort of really thought that was a really snappy name really memorable name and also kind of captured what we wanted to be so yeah it, it was a bit of a no-brainer really it worked really well funnily mm. enough though prior to this I don't think I think we always forget this happened but before we actually came up with fresh we were really set on trying to make the studio name a and s oh yeah we were weren't we <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so we were like we were looking at synonyms we were just on constantly googling synonyms like wellness words that begin with a wellness words that begin with s fitness words that begin with a. and we were yeah. coming up with some of the most ridiculous <laughs> names just trying to fit it and, and almost like convincing ourselves that they sounded good because we were just so set on making it an a and an s and then yeah. um, 
yeah luckily came back to that word and found that instead because i think yeah it would have been we were a bit worried that it sounded a bit like ass as well yes. yeah, yeah. so yeah luckily luckily we came off that <laughs> god I've, I've completely forgotten about that i've got that in my mind it's trauma <laughs> just like that so i i just it's it's wonderful talking to you two because you you're really honest about where you've been and what you've been doing now and how far you've come and on that point how far you've come do you pinch yourself sometimes and think crikey we have a business it is hard work but we have 15 people that work for us and we love it is that how you feel about it I know I definitely do (laughs) yeah 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 I think it's it's very easy to forget how far you've come and actually when we did the SME awards I think that was a real like sort of realization that actually what we've done is amazing and considering the time frame and the you know what was happening in the world at the time we launched it as well makes it even more special for us so yeah I feel really grateful for everything that's come our way and I'm hoping that long may it continue forever (laughs) I I think as well it's like it's sometimes like strange little things that catch you like you know we'll have a sometimes if I'm not teaching and I go through it and both studios are full of people and the classes are going really well and the cafe's got loads of people in it I suddenly go my god we created this and look how many people it's affecting it's Mm. really really nice and the other thing is that every now and again you find out that friendships have been made through fresh so a little while ago one of our clients she moved back to scotland and then she came back the other day for a class and we came in the morning she was there and i was like oh what are you doing back then she said i've just been to charlotte's wedding and she'd been to another client's wedding and i said how did you know each other then she said oh we met through here and i just thought that was so lovely that you know we've only Mm. been open they've only been around for about a year that they managed to do that i just that that to me was like really got me in the feels Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 is great. And you have an event coming up next year, um, we see. And and that's gonna be you're expanding again into something new by the look of it. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. really excited about it. We're doing a three day retreat at a lovely location called Horsley Hell Farm, which is just sort of about ten minute drive away from Ely and it's a beautiful setting. It's got Safari Huts lodges and a lake as well. Um so we're gonna be running a sort of three day schedule where we're running classes but also doing things like barefoot walks and reflexology and yeah it's just going to be lovely i mean i wish i could go to it as a client not as a (laughs) as an organizer don't really want to be working it yeah yeah (laughs) does sound fantastic i think uh that sounds very interesting i'm going to be looking at that myself yeah. Oh, yeah, she come. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. It's a bit. It's one of those things that's a bit terrifying because kind of, you know when you, when you put it out into the world, it's a lot more of a kind of high ticket thing that we've ever had to do before. And right. Like, but I think you know people are really excited about it, and and it's one of those things that is needed at the moment. You know, people mm. really just need to go and have a few days where they just disconnect, turn their phones off, get back into nature, and just be around lovely, like-minded people for the, mm. for the few days. I think it's great to talk to you today. You've you've been amazing, and hats off to both of you for sticking together. Still the pals, still oh, working together, and and that that shows a lot of determination. And I think you've found something, haven't you? Which is wonderful. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. That really means a lot to you. Thank you very much indeed, Sarah Ford and Alice Loom, founders of Fresh in Ely, Cambridgeshire. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today on Women Making Waves. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's been wonderful. That's all we have time for today on Women Making Waves. Now, we must thank our guest today, Cindy Ford, 
and Alice Loom and Sarah Ford. We're always on the lookout to feature women living extraordinary lives, so please do contact us if you know of someone we should be talking to. You can contact us via social media on Twitter and Facebook at WomenMW or on Instagram at Women Making Waves. You can also find us on cambridge105.co.uk or visit our website womenmakingwaves.co.uk where you can hear all of our interviews. Bye for now. Bye-bye.